Thank you for downloading this sponsored podcast presented by Campaign US. For more podcasts, visit us at campaignlive.com. Hello, I'm Allison Weisbratt. I'm the editor of Campaign US, and I'm here with Chris Bruss, head of the Roku Brand Studio in Cannes. How are you, Chris? Very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to be here. How does it feel to be back in Cannes this year after two years? It's great. It's exciting to be here. I think it's an exciting time for, for Roku. This is our, uh, our first time being here, and it's been a big couple of years for Roku. And so to be able to to be here with this community and be able to share all of those new and exciting things that we're up to. It's very exciting for us. Yeah. You guys have a big cabana on the beach. Mm -hmm. You have some really cool programming, which we're partnering on with you. Very exciting. Talk about your overall presence here and like what you're sort of trying to accomplish, especially from the brand studio perspective. Yeah, so the brand studio is still relatively new. Uh, We launched it last spring. And really, our mission is to um, help our advertising partners go beyond just the traditional 30-second spot. Obviously, 30-second spots are the sort of core building block of advertising and TV and obviously TV streaming as well. But we think that TV streaming, connected TV, and particularly the Roku platform, is such a great canvas upon which you can be creative. Um, You can be creative and you can do more interesting things with advertisers and our audience. And so to be able to be here at the festival of creativity and advertising, to be able to talk to folks who are part of that creative community and who are uh, looking for those new, interesting and innovative ways to reach their consumers, right? It's a great opportunity for us to be able to talk to them about Roku, talk to them about the brand studio and and hopefully find ways that we can be collaborating with this really, you know, creative community. Yeah. So Roku launched the brand studio a little over a year Mm -hmm. ago. Talk about how it's evolved in the past year. Maybe some some projects you've been really proud of or um, sort of showcase like what you guys are able to do. Yeah. So the so we launched in March of last year. And you may know that I actually joined Roku from Funny or Die. Mm. Um, I was at Funny or Die for over a decade working with advertisers on creative content you know, opportunities. And so I was able to join Roku and bring the branded content team and business over. And it's been a really exciting year plus for us. Obviously, we were always able to create some really outstanding content at Funny or Die. But coming to Roku and being a part of this really powerful platform and team has allowed us to do some really exciting and interesting things uh, just in this last year. So really everything that we do out of the Roku brand studio, I think that the power of it is, is two things. It's, it's the data, it's the, it's the user insights that we can tap into to inform everything that we do. All of our creative ideas can be informed by uh, how we understand our audience. And then it's also the distribution, just sort of not just the scale of it, you know, Roku is the number one streaming platform in America. So we can, we can reach a lot of people, but we can also reach them in a lot of different ways. And so a good example of something that I think has tied all of that together is a show that we launched last year called Roku Recommends. So this was inspired by sort of that user insight, right? You may relate to this, but most people who turn on their TV to stream, half the people who turn on their TV to stream 
don't actually know what they want to watch. And on average, we found it takes people seven minutes to decide what to watch. And so there's this real like this paradox of choice, right? And you can almost be paralyzed with so much great content. And so that was um, a user insight that that we were able to sort of understand from the data, but also obviously relate to as people who love streaming television, right? And so what we wanted to be able to do is to create a solution to that pain point, right? And so we created Roku Recommends. And Roku Recommends is a weekly show every Thursday. It's 15 minutes long. It's hosted by Maria Menounos and Andrew Hawk Hawkins, who are outstanding together. And basically, it's top five things to check out this weekend. And it can be brand new stuff. It can be sort of older things that maybe we want to be able to resurface to people. Um, and it can be stuff that's on the Roku channel, which is our, you know, our, our owned and operated streaming channel. But it can be across the entire Roku ecosystem. People use their Roku to stream Netflix and Disney Plus and Peacock, et cetera, right? And so, so this was an opportunity for us to be able to create a series that was informed by those user insights and then to be able to weave brands into it through sponsored segments and integrations and stuff so that the advertiser can really be a part of that user's journey, that, that discovery of content journey, right? And so it really was a, a win-win. It was something where advertisers were saying, how can we be additive, right? Not interruptive, but additive to your consumer's you know, streaming journey. And consumers were saying, hey, how can you help point me in the right direction for something to watch, right? And so we were able to create a win-win through a branded content program. It's like a modern TV guide. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in what ways are brands incorporated into that? Yeah. So there's a couple ways that we can do that. So first of all, the brands that are associated with the show um, get to be a part of how we promote the show. So if you're familiar with Roku, you'll know that Roku home screen banner. It's the mm -hmm. very first thing you see when you turn on your device, right? Um, importantly, before a user goes into a space without ads like Netflix or, or Disney Plus, right? They they see our promotion for um, for Roku recommends, which again is something that people are, are gravitating towards. Oh, I don't know what I do want to watch, so why don't I click on that, right? So the brands can be a part right from that very first promotion of it. And then once you're inside the show, there's a number of ways that we can integrate you. We could do something like a sponsored segment where, for example, for Walmart, we do something called child proof locks of the week. These are things that you can watch with your kids, right? So something mm -hmm. that is going to appeal to what Walmart is trying to sort of do from a messaging standpoint, but also really fits squarely with what our consumers are looking for, right? Or you could do integrated segments as well, where our hosts take a moment from the show to be able to, to talk directly to the consumers about uh, one of our advertisers, almost like a podcast live read, right? Mm -hmm. So, so there's a number of ways that we can do that. And, and we did announce that we're doing season two. So that's going to launch in September. And we're very excited about that. And we're going to be doing a lot of really cool things with, um, with this next season, really highlighting some of the biggest streaming moments throughout the year. And then also getting out of the studio, going to premieres or talking to sort of real fans on the street about some of the shows and some of the movies that are coming to streaming and stuff like that. So with COVID, we were very constrained. And so now I think we can get out um, yeah. and get out of the studio and, and do a lot more interesting stuff with the show. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So I know another sort of component is creating content that brands or co-creating content mm -hmm. with brands or that brands are underwriting. Mm -hmm. Talk about that. I know you have a partnership with um, Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine. Yeah. Um, you worked on something with Jägermeister called the Lesbian Bar Project. Talk about some of the really interesting things that brands can do in, in the CTV environment with the Roku brand studio. Yeah. I mean, I think that what's 
What's really exciting, having done branded content for over a decade, what's really exciting about being at Roku is that Roku is TV. It's the largest screen in the home, and it is an environment in which the consumer is not um, scrolling with their thumb and maybe seeing the first three seconds of a piece of content, maybe with the sound off, right? But they're actually sitting down with the Roku remote in their hand, and they're trying to decide to watch something. They want to watch something that is truly premium TV quality content, right? And so what a great environment to be able to um, create and distribute TV quality content with an advertiser, right? So I'm thinking about last year, we did something with Maker's Mark. You know, during the pandemic, there was not as many um, happy hours. There was not as many people meeting up for drinks after work and whatnot. And so we were able to collaborate with Maker's Mark on a show called The Show Next Door. We got Randall Park, who's an outstanding comedic actor. And, um, and we did a series where he would mix up a Maker's Mark cocktail and then invite some of his celebrity friends over to his quote, living room, right? And just have a conversation with them and and be able to sort of replicate what I think so many people were missing, right, during the pandemic in terms of just sharing a cocktail with friends and catching up and whatnot. And so, so this was an opportunity in connected television to be able to create TV quality content and actually distribute on the TV, right in the Roku channel alongside traditional TV and film content, right? And what we found is that people not only were able to discover the content, but they really enjoyed it. And it it wasn't just three seconds with the sound off. It was sitting down to watch the first episode, watching it all the way through, then the second episode, the third episode. And so when you create high quality content and you distribute it in a place that is where people expect high quality content, you're going to have much more engagement from your from your audience. So we're very excited about that um, that part of what we're doing out of the brand studio. And um, you're right. Just last week, we announced the Lesbian Bar Project. That's something that we're really honored to be able to be a part of with the Jägermeister. And we um, that should come out a little bit later this year. Mm-hmm. And then also the shortlist, which you mentioned, which we'll be doing next year with Hello Sunshine. It's an opportunity to to identify some young emerging filmmakers with diverse backgrounds, a community that typically hasn't always had an opportunity to kind of get that big break in Hollywood, right? And so many huge successful filmmakers got that break through short films. And so um, what we want to be able to do is to identify filmmakers, work with the Hello Sunshine team to be able to identify filmmakers with great stories to tell and not just help them make the content, but also, and this is really important, get it seen, right? Mm-hmm. And so we'll be able to identify filmmakers, work with brands to be able to collaborate with them to produce that, that, that those short films. And then again, put those right there on the home screen banner so that, you know, hopefully we're able to identify the next Wes Anderson or Sofia Coppola or something like that, right? And actually give them that opportunity to tell their story. Yeah, that's really awesome. And I like how often when brands do these content partnerships, it it is more like purposeful stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, let's give people visibility. Let's tell stories that are that are unheard of. How do you kind of work with brands to get them thinking a little less like this is a commercial and a little Mm -hmm. more like light touch, like we're kind of supporting this and funding this, but this is a piece of entertainment content. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's part of, um, again, why I'm excited to be able to be at Roku doing this work is that 
there's been obviously this massive shift from traditional TV to streaming television, right? We, we truly believe that at some point all TV will be streamed. It's mm-hmm. just a better experience. And therefore, all TV advertising will also be streamed, right? And I think that one of the things that people, consumers, have come to expect from streaming, which is great, is a better experience, right? And that includes a better advertising experience. So fewer ads, right? Better targeting so that those ads are actually relevant for you, right? So, so even just... Again, from a traditional 30-second spot standpoint, I think people are saying, oh, this is better than what I would get in traditional linear television, right? You also have a lot of consumers who are using ad-free SVOD streaming channels and whatnot. And so they're expecting streaming television to just be a better experience overall, fewer ads or, or sometimes a less interruptive experience. And so I think that that going to advertisers and explaining that, that CTV that Roku, that streaming, it's different than linear TV. And so the audience is going to have a different expectation. They're going to expect a better, more premium experience. And so we need to, to sort of honor that expectation and be able to, to, to message to them in ways that don't just feel repetitive or fully inter- interruptive to that experience, but are actually additive to that experience. And so that's why we use data and insights to be able to understand what does the audience actually want? Well, then let's get, let's work with an advertiser to actually give them what it is that they're looking for, right? And it, it, we know that they're seeking out a premium TV experience. So maybe we do go lighter touch on the branding, right? Because they're not just going to give you 30 seconds. They might give you 60 minutes. But you need to make sure that you're making that worth their while, not just that click, but then that lean back, sit back viewing experience. And so I think the brands are really understanding that you can have a lot of impact with the audience that way. And it's it's harder, right? It's harder. You have to sit down. You have to sort of put the work in. You have to think about who the audience is. You have to, to look into those insights. And then you have to really be collaborative and and. What we found is that um, we've just had so many advertisers have really leaned in on that process with us. And I think, therefore, it shows in the work that it's not just really high quality work, but it actually it works well for the advertiser and for their messaging. Do you find that sometimes you have to have tough conversations with advertisers? Sort of, is it, is it more of an education process? Yeah, I think so. Um, obviously, the 30-second spot has been the building block of advertising for, for decades, right? And so I think people understand that and how it works. And they're they're understanding the power of that in streaming as well. But you're right. We do have to educate them on what some of these other products and opportunities are, right? That allow them to go beyond the 30-second spot. I think one of the things, and I've been saying this since for, for years, we offer so many sort of a suite of products for our advertisers at Roku that we never need to force somebody down the path of, of branded content or a brand studio opportunity if it's not if they're not ready for it, right? And so um, it's really about educating them on what the platform is, how it works, and how I think about it as a canvas upon which we can be creative mm-hmm. with content, with short form video assets like custom vignettes and tag vignettes through sponsorship opportunities, how we use the home screen, et cetera. And so... Um, Brands who are ready to do that heavier lift branded content, then we can dive in with them. And those who aren't there yet, we have a lot of opportunities that are going to sort of be better for where they are at and sort of specific what their needs are. Yeah. So I've been, um, I had a couple interesting conversations in Cannes about just evolving the, the ad, the TV ad format, right? Mm-hmm. The TV ad experience. Mm-hmm. Um, in what ways is Roku doing that? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the beauties of 
not just being a channel like the Roku channel that we have on Roku and, and on other platforms, but actually being the platform itself mm-hmm. and just having this incredible sort of technology and product team that we work with. There are so many different ways that we can evolve what advertising is when it comes to TV streaming. So obviously, I mentioned that home screen banner where we can we can reach the audience before they go into an ad-free environment. Um, there's a couple other things that I, that I, I love that we're able to leverage. Um, one is called our spotlight ad, right? And so we use this ad for very specific streaming moments on the calendar. So for example, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl is like biggest TV moment of the year, right? And um, one of the things about streaming is that when you turn on your device and you want to watch the Super Bowl, um, you sometimes don't exactly know where you're supposed to go, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like traditional TV where it's sort of always where it is, right? And so um, one of the things that we're able to do with sponsors is we're able to do the spotlight ad that says, click here for everything you need to know about the Super Bowl, where to stream it, related content, um, branded content that we've created on behalf of the advertiser. And so, for example, for TurboTax, we're able to do that. We're able mm-hmm. to create this spotlight ad that says, it's Super Bowl Sunday. We know why you're here. Let us get you straight into an environment so that you can kind of get everything you need with, with as it relates to the Super Bowl. Um, and here's all this other sort of stuff that we can do. So there's a, um, there's a program called Watch Along where we're able to take some, some of our, our favorite movies that we have on the platform and we're able to have a brand sponsor the viewing of that. And we get these two great comedians who um, who show up during the ad breaks to do sort of trivia and jokes and sort of talk about the movie. And so for TurboTax, they were able to sponsor The Replacements, which is a, a great movie about, about football. And we were able to put that into TurboTax's Super Bowl experience, right? Yeah. Um, um, there's another thing which I think you know a little bit about. We announced this last week, but that's these interactive shoppable ads, right? Oh, I do know about that. Yes. So that's um, that's huge. We're really excited about that. Obviously, shoppability in television, um, for a while, people have been trying to figure out. And, and we've been able to use QR codes and whatnot. But really, this new product that we've, that we've announced and that we're uh, launching with Walmart, right, where we're able to actually leverage that remote, that mm-hmm. famous Roku remote and that famous OK button, right? To be able to allow people to buy something right from the screen, right? Using the remote. And so I think that's going to be kind of a game changer when it comes to video advertising that allows you to have a very direct relationship and close that space between the TV screen mm-hmm. and the person sitting on their couch at home. And by the way, from a creative standpoint, Shopability, I think, is just kind of the beginning when it comes to interactivity. I'm working very closely with that team on, well, if you can hit OK to buy something, what else can you hit OK to do, right? What can you sign up for? What can you learn more about? Where else can it take you in the environment? How else can we create creative interactivity between the ad on the screen and the person on the couch? And so I'm very excited about sort of being able to take that shoppable product and expand it from a creative standpoint. Yeah, it's super cool. So just this is all like very interesting and cool innovation. Are viewers adopting it? Like how are they reacting? How are they interacting with branded content, uh, whether that's shoppable ads or whether that's Roku recommends? Like what what feedback are you seeing from your audiences? Yeah, I mean, the audience has been incredibly re- receptive to it, right? And 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 obviously, we're able to... Another just great thing about the Roku platform is we're able to measure everything, right? Mm-hmm. We're able to measure um, not just the viewership and the engagement of it, but the sort of um, the viewer sentiments around it and, the, and, and, and how well are these ads performing. Something that 
I'm just kind of blown away with is that the shortlist, which I mentioned we're doing with Hello Sunshine next year, we're piloting that right now. And we just launched a collection of three short films. Uh, we're working with Geico on this. Um, and they're all about summer. They're all comedic in nature. So we launched them just earlier this month. And I just got the report back from the team. That collection of short films was a top 10 TV show on the Roku channel for the week that it launched. Wow. And that's against all of the other TV content that you can access right. in the Roku channel, right? And so for us to be able to work with an advertiser, create something that we think is really high quality, really entertaining stuff that we think our audience is going to like, and then to be able to, to prove that out by showing that not only did people get exposed to the, the, you know, the, the promotion for it, but they clicked on it. They watched it. They watched the next one. They watched the third one. They liked it. It just it's it's very satisfying to know that when you think about the audience and you think about how to create the best streaming and streaming advertiser experience, then if you sort of honor that experience, you can make something great that they're actually going to really enjoy. Yeah. Well, speaking of the consumer experience, like consumers hate being interrupted, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's why there's been this move away from honestly, ad supported content in the past few years, because first of all, there have been new options where you don't have to watch ads. Mm -hmm. But second of all, um, yeah, I mean, in interruptions are annoying consumers. They put on their TV and they want to watch their show. So in what ways are you incorporating these new ad formats in, in a way that respects the consumer viewing experience? Yeah. Um, I actually think that there really hasn't been a move away from advertiser support experience. I think that as you've seen with the success of the Roku channel, which is just launched five years ago and is growing incredibly. And as you see some of these other channels who have not wanted to do advertising, certainly saying, nope, now we're, you know, that's, that's an important part of our business going forward. It, here's what I've always said. I said, said this from back in the Fun Your Die days. People don't dislike advertising. They just dislike bad advertising, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's about making sure that the advertising experience really matches that value proposition, right? And that's what's so exciting about the Roku audience uh, and the Roku channel audience is that this is actually an audience that really does value that exchange, right? Of free television, no signups needed, just turn it on and start watching TV, right? And it's ad supported. And you know what? I actually like that exchange. That works for me, right? Because unlike traditional TV, now that I've cut the cord or I'm moving to streaming, I don't have to sit through a five-minute ad break, right? right? It's going to be fewer ads. They're going to be targeted for me in a way that makes sense to me. And now, because of the brand studio, they're going to be creating exciting and interesting advertising creative that lives in those ad units, in those ad pods, that is just more relevant to me and more exciting to me, right? So a good example of this would be our Roku Originals, which we yep. launched last year. And um, at New Fronts this year, we were able to, to announce an incredible slate of shows with all of this great talent. And one of the things that we're able to do with Roku Originals now is really weave brands into that experience in a really meaningful way. And so that could be, yes, of course, sponsoring the show and being a part of that promotion on the home screen banner and, and in the Roku channel as people are sort of discovering what they want to watch. But then once you actually start watching the show, there's a number of things that we can do. First, with some of our shows, we're able to actually integrate brands into the show, right? So that's a nice way, particularly for a show like um, the, the stuff we're doing with Martha Stewart or with Emerald Lagasse, there are going to be very natural ways for brands to be in that show in a way that feels additive to the story and not sort of odd or, or like you said, interruptive, right? right. So that's one 
one way that we can do it. And then the other thing we can do is we can do these, these custom ads, right? So um, as you're watching the show, you go into the first ad break. And instead of just seeing the same old 30-second spot from a brand that maybe you've seen dozens of times before or, or are used to, we're able to create a 30-second ad either starring talent from the show or that's inspired from IP from the show so that you're able to go out of that show into the ad break into something that's custom and fun and really relevant to you because you chose this show. So you like that talent or you like what that show is about. And so we're able to create those custom vignettes to sort of really tie the relationship between the brand and the show as close together as possible. Yeah. How much as you do, as Roku does start to launch original content, how much are you thinking about brand integrations, branded experiences within those shows? Yeah, I mean, one of the things, I don't know, that might be a little bit different from between Roku and, and some other places is just that I work really closely with the Roku Originals team. These are incredible, seasoned, sort of creative executives who have been behind some outstanding scripted and unscripted shows over the course of their careers. But I think what's great about them is that they also really understand the value of AVOD content, right? And they really understand how advertisers can help enhance those shows, help get them seen, and help actually enhance the viewer's experience when done right. So I talk to them every week, every day sometimes, right, about what it is that they're working on, the advertisers that we're talking to, and how do we find those? It's not every show. It doesn't it's not make sense for every show, but how do we find synergy between the shows that they're creating and the advertisers that we're talking to so that we can pinpoint those moments where one plus one will actually equal three in terms of an advertiser and an original show. Mm -hmm. So there will be opportunities like that where from the very beginning we can be having those conversations. There will also be opportunities where the originals team greenlights a show that they're very passionate about with great talent both in front of and behind the camera. And then we can take that show to advertisers and figure out the best way to um, incorporate them into the, the advertising experience around the show or the promotion of the show so that um, so that they can also just be a part of a better advertiser experience so it's better for the user and has more impact for the brand yeah so what's what's next for Roku brand studio this year what are you excited about yeah I mean um, there's so many things that we have on the horizon I'm I'm very excited about the shortlist, like you like you mentioned mm -hmm. before, being able to collaborate with the Hello Sunshine team. They just know so many great emerging filmmakers, and and to be able to really, you know, obviously they put that put women at the center of all mm -hmm. their stories, and so to be able to really focus, particularly on female filmmakers. Um, and female-centered stories, right, will be really exciting for when we do the shortlist next year. And then the Lesbian Bar Project, I mean, just to talk a little bit more about it, I mean, if you didn't get a chance to see the release that went out last week, what an incredible story. The Lesbian Bar scene has been so important to that community. And I think that, you know, at one point there was over 200 lesbian bars in the United States, which was really in sort of the centerpiece for that community in those cities. Mm -hmm. And now I think it's less than 25. Right? Yeah. And so to be able to work with Jägermeister to identify these bars, the people who own them, the people who frequent them, their importance in those communities, right? The histories of them and why it's so important to preserve spaces like that. Mm -hmm. It's just going to lend itself to some great stories. And we're already underway in production. I think we're in Houston this week shooting stuff. So it's going to be, um, that'll come out later this year. And I'm gonna, I'm very proud of that project as well. Awesome. Yeah. I'm excited to, wa to watch all of these things. So how do you, you've been in branded content for a long time. Yeah. How do you see the space evolving in the next few years, especially with streaming taking off and new viewing habits? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that um, you're already seeing it happening, certainly with Roku and elsewhere. Advertisers want to be in streaming, right? And But streaming, like I said, streaming is different than traditional television. And so I think that um, what you're going to find is that content that is either inspired by a brand or that is co-financed by a brand or co-produced by a brand or or just is what you would consider maybe even traditional branded content is going to be a really important part of that advertising strategy going forward. Because again, you've got an audience who's used to channels that don't have ads or maybe previously didn't have ads, right? Or you're going to be used to an audience who says, I don't mind ads, but please not so many or make sure they're very relevant to me. And so um, branded content fits squarely into sort of the middle of an audience who doesn't mind advertising, but wants it to be great. Mm -hmm. And um, advertisers who say, boy, people are now getting used to a better experience. And so we really need to up our game. And I think that working with great talent, both in front of and behind the camera and creating really high quality content, that could be 15 minute episode of uh, Roku Recommends, or it could even be a two minute piece of content that runs in ad time, right? This is going to be, I think, a really increasingly important way for advertisers to reach an audience on streaming. Um, an audience has just become used to a better experience. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining me and I hope you have a great week in Cannes. This was great. Thanks for having me. 